90s But other stuff Put on your bucket hats We're rolling rough Tonight is gonna be a blast Cause it's a podcast He's a house boy With the house joy Lives in Portland So in Portland you can brush his hair, his brushes from Conair. Nicholas Cage, private war that he'll wage. Come on, Gary, let's get scary. <laughs> Come on, Gary, let's get merry. Come on, Gary, I don't carry. <laughs> Come on, Gary, it's Teenage Dirtbags. Hi, Yay. it's me, Braden Cameron, uh, on the hottest day in the history of the universe, and with me is Gary Butterfield. Hey, Gary, how you feeling? I'm feeling heat exhausted. Ooh, the but heat not is on. The heat, God, the heat is on, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> the HSO. What we have to put him back in the bottle? What? It's like he was he was a heat governor on the universe, and we <laughs> and we, we destroyed him with our. Disbelief. <laughs> yeah, you know, with a name like Glenn, Glenn Fry, we didn't assume he'd be a Batman supervillain. Yeah. But we were wrong. Yeah, he was the one thing stopping the, the sun <laughs> from doing its dirty, dirty, dirty business. You know, if we think about it, like Mr. Freeze is a scientist, and that fits. Sure. The idea is that Mr. Freeze, cold, scientific, without yep. emotion, right? Science. Glenn Fry. Sense. Glenn Fry. Preacher. Pop star. Okay. Rock and roll lifestyle, right? Yes. What else would be on fire except for a guy who, you know, throws keith moon out of a hotel window yeah, great balls of fire yes i've great heard balls of, of fire uh millie million vermilion yeah millie vermilion vermilion which is a, a color red chocolate red. and green yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah green tea chocolate yeah. uh yeah it is it is entirely too hot so i excuse us if you hear a little bit of air conditioning in here because i uh walked uphill for my million degree uh job in the sweltering list warehouse in portland yeah, yeah. Uh, and it i mean we're recording this. It's 8 p.m. and it's over 90 degrees right now. Yeah, at 8 p.m. A weird thing about Portland that I don't think was true when we uh, were in Illinois. Yeah, was that it's it stays like 90 degrees until like 11 p.m. Yeah, and it stays cool up until like 11 a.m. or so. Yeah, there's a, a weird cycle change where instead of getting warm at midday, it actually gets warm at about 4 p.m. Is yeah, the hottest part and then of the just day. gets excruciating. Like so, it is so rough. Yeah, um, that's why we are doing. The Teenage Dirtbags Summer Jam Spectacular. That's right. First episode. All Summer Jams for the next two months. Yeah. Summer Jams. Because it's a hot one. Because it is a hot one. <laughs> With my I'm Carlos and Dan, here are my friends from Europe. <laughs> I met them on tour. Yeah. I don't remember. Their name is Aqua. I don't think, yeah, Carlos Santana, I don't think ever teamed up with Aqua, but I'm not 100% sure about his, his all of his discography. Well, it's time to play Six Degrees of Carlos Santana. I think I think Aqua is probably played with someone's antennas played. Yeah, who, probably Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, Matchbox Twenty seems yeah. the most likely. Yeah, like some summer fest bullshit. Yeah. Or yeah, they teamed up with Daft Punk in one thing. I totally. Don't know about. Yeah, Daft Punk's lowest moment. <laughs> um, yeah, we are we are talking about Barbie Girl mm-hmm. from Aqua. That's right. The most European band we've done for the show. Yeah, you'd think that like because how can the laboring man is very European in theming? Yeah, but they're the most American Americans of, of guys. This is very European as a band, uh-huh. but it's a take on a classic American institution. It is sexism, sexism, the bar, the Barbie doll. <laughs> yeah. As classic as American pie. Pretty classic. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. Potato chips, mm-hmm. baseball, baseball, 
Um, what else is really American? Uh, Flags. Representative government. Yes. Uh, democracy. Bernie bros. It's what Aqua's singing about. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, driving in cars. Sure. Having fun on the weekends. Yeah. Being made of plastic. Yes. It's fantastic. It is. The, uh, so I chose this for, for the kickoff of Summer Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Partly because here's here's a little little surprise for you. Oh yeah, you want to have a you want to get a get a little uh, shock and awe. Yeah, I do. I kind of like this song. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of good. That is very shocking to me. <laughs> like I, mean, th- I only like the Ben Crickenberger and, well, and Courtney Williams. That's the thing. Like you know, you sometimes version. you see a band live and they they unlock it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing Ben and Courtney do the song unlocked it for me. <laughs> Because now I can't, I can't divorce it. Ben and, uh, ben and Courtney are Stumptown Dumplings, as yeah. you may know, uh, our cutie friends. And uh, they do this at karaoke, yeah. and it's miraculous. Yeah, e- either way, if Courtney's being the dude or if Ben is being the dude, it's, they it's, end up really rocking it. It's really, really good. It's very funny. Uh, they're, they're some of my favorite karaoke. Like they're, they might be my favorite comedy karaoke people, actually. They're pretty great. They're very funny. Um, so they unlocked it, and now I'm like, you know what? I kind of like the song. Um, the video also has uh, some real goofness to it. Oh yeah, it's uh, the thing that I love about it is that there's a lot going on. Like, yeah, the, I mean, there's there's nothing. There's so much going on that even the few things that are used more than once, like you, it's really max it like twice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it is. It, it moves along. There's not really a plot so much, which uh, it's okay. Yeah, it. it I guess the plot, if anything, is summer is fun. Summer is fun. That's uh, it. Summer is fun. Uh, Barbie, there's sexism about Barbie. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and the the real the real plot kind of part of it. So uh, this is presented in Aquavision. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's kind of presented as like a Mr. Sparkle kind of thing. Yeah, it's a strange, uh, like, it's like a commercial or a sitcom. Like and, a Japanese like whiskey or canned tea drink or something. Right, exactly. Like a, a very much like whenever you see parodies of Japanese commercials in like Western culture, it's very similar to this. But, you know, I guess toned down for an American audience. Yeah, yeah. Because we couldn't handle how intense it would be. If it was just like Hiroshima silhouettes left and right. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> like, that might not have hit the tone. Yeah. Um, and really early on, we get the Aquanauts roll call. Yeah. Which I, which I love. Yeah. So you get meet to the meet... Cast. Lenny. Yep. Or I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, so I'm going to say Lenny, who is the Barbie girl. Yes, that's the Barbie girl. Then we meet. Then we get Soren. And then actually, before we get to Renee. Soren, it's Renee. Yeah. Renee, I'm sorry. It's okay. So Renee, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Renee. Oh, I think yes, Renee's the most compelling part of this thing. He's the bald guy mm-hmm. who does the, the, the great deep gravelly voice. Yeah. Go, uh, Barbie. Let's go, go Barbie. Party. Party. <laughs> He's like, you kind of bone saw uh, with it. <laughs> Barbie party. wants to party. <laughs> Ken Snap will party with it. you. Mm. Snap into a summer jam. Yeah. Um, He's uh one. His skin is as perfect as, as I've ever seen anyone's skin. It's very much like vertical horizon porelessness. Yes. You know, like he's got a plastic head. Like, Renee, there's a turtle in the desert. <laughs> it's on its back. Why aren't you flipping it over? <laughs> like, yeah, why? Yeah. It is. Uh, he is. He is the most plasticine human I've ever seen. He also has a haircut that I've never seen before. Yeah. It's the like intentional bald guy cut but like stylized except it goes yeah it's it looks like from the side like he just has the bald guy cut where it goes over his ears but when they finally show like a 360 view of his head he has two arches over his ears yeah 
It is weird. Yeah, yeah. He's intentionally made like this weird hoop. Um, well, does it? It doesn't go all around. It doesn't actually go all the way. No, around. like you'll, oh you'll see it here. Oh, you're see? right. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's wearing just the arms of sunglasses. Oh yeah, or he wanted to have like fake horns. Oh like, sure. Check out, I'm actually a satyr. Yeah, I'm a fire starter. <laughs> a twisted fire starter. Yeah, which is interesting. You say that because now we get to Soren, who sure. has a prodigy haircut. He does. And uh, Soren is the one who walks around with the guitar. Yeah, right? he yeah. Uh, he plays the guitar in the background uh, of the car scenes but then he plays like the bongos in the other scenes no uh exactly zero instruments that are shown in this video are evidenced in the song but they're both summer fun instruments they are summer fun instruments that this is just like a casio beat like essentially and then just like and then we get klaus yeah and then we can't forget klaus well we can't forget klaus because you brought up wrestling and i'm glad that you did because i wanted to play a little bit of a game called which wrestleman does this guy look like You're gonna only come down in your matches when it's absolutely necessary. You, Hulk Hogan, must self-destruct. I'm glad that you brought this game because I was looking at this guy and even wondering myself. Yeah. And I don't even know wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so so it's up to you to tell me. Uh, it's gonna it's kind of an unfair game. It is. A, uh, and I've been meaning to bring it up for about a year and a half now. Nope. But uh, it's okay. Well, you know, there's no points. I like, guess that's true. And it's really just uh, to engage in the very small, like, duck feet audience that actually watches wrestling. It's like a, it's like a game the same way uh, I'm going to pass out these M&Ms. For every M&M you take, you actually have to tell us something about yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like one of those, you know, one of those games. There's a winner. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's, a, it's, you know. It's as much of a guessing game as guess what. Or as guessing game. Well, guessing game is. That, way I mean, that's better. the king of all guessing games. Yeah. If I ever own a company, I'm going to make my employees do guessing game as a team building thing. <laughs> okay. Well, the answer. We'll, we'll take, oh, please. Is Seamus WWE star Seamus known for his uh, red, his shocking red hair? Yeah. Much it, like Klaus. And his milky white tits. His milky skin. Yes. <laughs> yes. He looks like you could dive into him like. Like uh, like milk. He's yeah. got a couple of twin saucers. He's he's doing great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Seamus looks like that, and Seamus, uh, you know. So we have our different people. We have the lead singer, mm. uh, the lady. We have uh, the guy, you know, who is also who's, the lead singer and playing Ken. Yeah, who plays Ken? A Barbie and Ken. Yeah. And then we, you know, and then we got uh, the uh, two superfluous members. Yes, <laughs> we got the rust. Yeah, and but you can tell that uh, the thing about Klaus is that he's the wacky one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Klaus is he's he's trying to be very charming and get as much screen time as possible, but frankly. It's all about uh, Lenny and and Renee. Yeah, Renee and Lenny. Yeah, yeah. It's the the twins. It is impossible to pronounce either of these guys' names yeah. uh, with my with my Amer my Ameritongue. Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Klaus gets hit by a beach ball. He's real wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of this video takes place on this like plasticine Barbie set. Yes, with the idea of Ken like trying to get her to go party. Uh, Which also means hanky panky, grotesque wink at camera. <laughs> yes, with the most expressive face that I've ever seen. Yeah. Like if we, uh, let's say, there's a there's alien life in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know how we sent that gold record up to space? Yeah. We should cut off this guy's face and send it to show what emotions look like, <laughs> <laughs> because he has the most expressive face that's ever been. Yeah, he's he's a nonstop ham. 
there's a part in this video and it's a little bit like non-chronological because a lot happens but it doesn't tell a story as we mentioned where he says let's go party and his tongue is like wagging like a cartoon dog it's gross yeah <laughs> it sticks out and it's so lecherous he is and so like, thirsty and he's holding her yeah, yeah. detached <laughs> arm and making lead. her wave at he's herself. super horny he tears off her arm and then makes her beckon to herself with his her disembodied <laughs> prosthetic limb that's exactly what happens it's a lot like born on the fourth of july which is also an american classic you know i didn't realize they do have a lot in common like they're both summer jams they're both summer jams uh they're both about uh the horrors of vietnam like one you know accidentally pushing your hand on a landmine and uh you know having to have a prosthetic and one about uh being a prosthetic yes (laughs) he's a prosthetic don't forget it um so to go back to more chronological stuff what happens is ken shows up at the house takes her on a ride everybody's in the back okay um I, you know now that i'm thinking about trying to make this chronological it's really impossible isn't yeah it? it doesn't really it's just kind of a series of vignettes yeah it's like uh you know it, it's uh like 23 short stories about yeah. barbie girl sometimes Lene is roller skating around her own yard listening to a giant walkman yep sometimes renee is sunbathing yep sometimes he's driving a car yeah and sometimes um, the other members are there and sometimes they're not like they're the third and fourth wheels uh she jerks off a plastic dilbo in the uh the bathtub yeah um there's definitely like explicitly you know salad shaking yeah um you know god like i'm, I'm sorry to, we watched these on butte in the background yeah uh, and just you just winked at me real thing. good yeah. um the, she, she has this book called my little seahorse which has a picture of david cross on the front i think that's supposed <laughs> to be uh, I think it's supposed to be Rene. Uh, not now who is being naive. I no. think this, is, this takes place in the Mr. Show universe. It could. I mean, it was made in 1997. Well, and right? also Mr. Show features a, I'm a Barbie girl. I'm a Barbie party girl. Yeah, I'm yeah, a party yeah. girl. I'm which, a party girl. Yeah. Which is essentially yeah. a, uh, a crossover with this. It was uh, ex- exactly that. Yeah. But since we're talking about what time it is. Oh, shit. I think Gary... It's time that we go back in the past and figure out what somebody else might have been doing right around the time that this video. Well, and where I think we're going to find out. a shocking connection because it's time for Garbage Day. Whoop, whoop. I would die for you. Garbage history. We haven't done Garbage Day in a long time, Gary. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, that's a, when you operate on the kind of time scale we do with this podcast, things yeah. rotate in and out of favor. It's like corn futures. Yeah. We've been, it, we are the longest running podcast in podcast history. Yeah. It's yeah. Since the mid eighties. So it remarkable. is, uh, you know, the, uh, some, some segments are going to come and go. Brayden, why don't you favor us and let us know what, uh, what happened on this day, uh, in, in garbage history. Well, I am so glad that you wanted to know because garbage relocated to Friday Harbor, Washington in order to write songs such as push it. No, sorry, not push it. Such as, I think I'm paranoid, which I'll have you know, I, I believe was directly inspired by this song. Absolutely. Barbie is very paranoid during this. They are. She's like, I'm made of plastic. It's like a Truman show kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which also could have been an influence. Also, um, I have here, uh, looking through the garbage files, mm-hmm. that during that same session, uh, Butch Vig wrote some bass lines. Yeah. I, I, I saw that as well. Um, yeah. And it's all true. Yeah. I wish I was vague. 
Um, he went to the enchanted, enchanted love tester. And, Zartan. Yeah. Zartan, Zoltan. the bassist. Zoltan, I think. Um, and I uh, found out he was Vig. Yeah. The, um, yeah, no, it is, uh, and there's really no surprise that these things are related, uh, because, and I, you know, I hate, cause one kind of sounds a little bit like a conspiracy. You think so? To me. Yeah. They're knocking it off. And, and there's some other connections that I think you might be shocked to find out okay i'm interested so let's uh perhaps this is a conspiracy theory uh, classic fake conspiracy theory here on teenage dirtbags birthers truthers jet fuel can't melt steel beams moon landing i don't think so what really happened at the grass knoll the bilderberg group the build-a-bear group illuminati illuminati's house of pies Secret, secret, secret. Ah, so, uh, first of all, okay, this video, yes, directed by Petter Pedersen, Petter Pedersen, Petter Pedersen, uh, who went on to direct uh, commercials for McDonald's, uh-huh. there, Panasonic, yes, but most importantly to us, Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Indiana Jones, the next single from Aqua, yes, Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, coincidence. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Also, Butch Vig, big, big George Lucas fan. Big, big fan. Big, big fan. He is, he is a big, big And that has been a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shirley Manson, known to pet things on occasion. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually, it's Petter. <laughs> it's it's grosser. His name is Petter. Not pet, Peter. No, no. P-E-D. I, yeah. I'm just, and I heard what you said. Things as well, I'm so. just going to pretend that you're, you're wrong. Okay. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> is this a case of Wikipedia said it worst? No. Um, the, uh, and there's also some real life controversy uh, okay. from this because uh, some people, uh, you know, the, the Mattel Corporation did not oh, like using the Barbie They did name. not endorse, endorse it for this, this sexy yeah. song. They uh, say the Barbie girl violated the trademark and turned her into a sex object, referred to her as a blonde bimbo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does kind of do that. It does. Well, uh, however... Uh, they are the ones who put out the naked girl dolls. That's very true. So we want to cut back to the uh, the video here. Oh, absolutely. They're doing a remarkable job of each of the characters looking plastic uh, without... But also fantastic. Yeah, also fantastic. But without doing it in that sort of like Winona's Big Brown Beaver Duracell commercial plastic face thing. AKA Tim doing. and Eric way too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're somehow, again, you know, we've talked about Renee's like... Featureless face, yes. uh, no pores, uh, completely matte when you're shining a light on it. Yes. Um, but then you also get, uh, at the end, there's a party scene in which uh, a different- A young Benedict bar- Cumberbatch. Yeah, Barbie, and then like a Benedict Cumberbatch-looking motherfucker shows up. And uh, and you get some sweet dance moves between Soren and Klaus, where uh, Klaus gets a real smarmy look at the camera. <laughs> he, uh, he's the muggiest person ever. The thing about them looking plastic is that, to me- I think that they look the way that humans should aspire to look. Like this is a picture of European perfection, and mm-hmm. this is what we lost during the revolution. I think I think you're onto something. It's it's the again one like one flat colored costumes. Yes, like and the, everything's very specific. They're and it's very, against all matte colored 
paints. Yeah, and it's palettes. an aesthetic from the movie Toys, mm-hmm. but with without the craggy mountainscape of skin that has <laughs> is Robin Williams. It's like, what if Robin Will, Williams was uh, a hot one and was kind of smooth as opposed yeah. to uh, being a uh, Edward James, like one shy of Edward James almost. He's he's Edward James almost. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh. as craggy. Brayden, mm-hmm. uh, Aqua's all good and fine. Yeah. Aqua, water, yeah, water type. Yeah. People have been waiting for it. Yeah. I think it's time that we do another in our long line. Kick it off. Yeah. Long line of our Pokemon tournaments. Oh, we're doing another tournament? We uh, Well, we, we never really stopped. I mean, we do these little breaks, but we've done a lot of them in the past. Okay. Um, I think it's time to do another one. I think it's about time we asked, uh, which Pokemon is biggest? Got a Magma. You got a Klefki. You got a Snorlax. Boy, he's hefty. You got a Pichu. You got a Venonat, it don't get much smaller than that. Then come the medium boys, they make a medium noise, they play with medium toys. But this bracket, it ain't about that, nah, I reach for the skies. We got a tournament just about poker size, that is to say, in other words, what I suggest. We determine which Pokemon is biggest. Pressure Ram out. Gary, I'm glad that you asked. Because um, even though I just act like I was surprised, I prepared 32 brand new Pokemon for this tournament. And if you, you know, people know what to expect. Yeah. Because they, we just wrapped up which Pokemon is cutest. Yeah. We determined that definitively. Mm-hmm. Um, there were highs and lows and everything. Uh, and now with the exact amount of rigor mm-hmm. from that, we are going to determine which Pokemon is biggest. Yes, exactly. We have randomly selected 32 Pokemon mm-hmm. from across all of the regions and all of the types. Yep. Turn your Kanto into a Kandu. That's right. Are you ready for round one, Gary? Round one and, and two. Yeah. Right, yes. We're going to do round two a little later. Oh, yeah. Well, well, round one and then... Uh, okay, gotcha. Round yeah. one now. Round two before the end of the episode. Yes. Okay. So round one, first seed is Smoochum. And Smoochum is going to be facing off against Yvaltal. Yvaltal. Who Yvaltal. is uh, some sort of uh, bird-like Pokemon. Okay. Okay, let me uh, let me pull up some. Uh, I'm gonna have to do some research do here. A as, research. Take a look at what as the for, stats uh, for Smoochum. Per usual, and yeah, check out uh, check out these guys. Yeah. Look at them and just see what we can't do about determining which one's bigger. Now, on one hand, uh, Smoochum is pretty big. Yeah, like Smoochum is not that small. Uh, bigger than um, you know uh, a really tiny Pokemon. Yeah, you know, no. um, it's a foot you know a foot foot tall, four inches. Pretty big. Now, a Voltal uh, is 19 feet <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and weighs 447 pounds. But can still fly. Can still fly, which is a factor because birds have hollow bones. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas Smoochum is dense, uh, you know, and boy, this is tough. Um, but you know, personality counts, though. Yeah, that is true. So Smoochum is kind of making uh, innocent little baby face things. That it is a species. It's a kiss species. It is a kiss species. Uh, get out the love gun. Um, a volatile is, is a, a destruction species. A destruction species. It's dark. It's kind of cool. We're not really interested in cool. Smoochum is kind of cute, but evolves into a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really not just personality in general. Um, no, no, no. Okay, I mean, this might be an upset. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to a Voltal. Okay. 
All right. Volatile is bigger. Volatile's rolling on to round two, where they're going to face the winner of our next match, which we'll get to a little bit later, we'll later in the episode. episode. It, is a, it is a bigger Pokemon. I mean, we'll we'll see if that holds out. And I'll be curious. Yeah. I mean, the Volatile, it's a squeaker, right? So, like, next round, this might be one of those things like Simapore, where I don't think Evolto is going to get very far. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we don't, we don't know who uh, yet it'll end up facing. So Yeah. We've, yeah. Got, sure. we've got plenty of tournament to go. Plenty of action for I, you. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the and next uh, 18 months. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, uh, let's talk about Aqua some more, shall we? Yeah. One of the things that, Gary, I don't know, did you watch any other Aqua videos? Did you watch Dr. Jones? I did or? not watch Dr. Jones. I've watched a bunch of different, because uh, this was part of the weird mid-90s, like, Euro dance invasion. Yes. That was part of the larger dance, like the fat boy slimming, yeah. the chemical brotherhood that came and took over. Yeah, and you have Spike Jones doing uh, Moby videos choice. and stuff. Yeah, but. yeah, Moby popping along, checking out the West Side. Yeah. You know, one of the other videos, and I think it might be Dr. Jones, because I think it takes on this kind of like 1920s in the Congo exploration. Like seems problematic. Thing. Seems problematic. Seems like that might go somewhere bad. Everybody's, you know, I don't I think there was like a jungle bikini sort of thing inside of a, 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 a cook pot. I don't remember exactly all the okay. details. But what I do remember is that our good friend Renee has slightly different hair. Instead of having the hooks over his ears, he just has these sideburns that are carved like dragons that go up oh over his God. ears. <laughs> I think, like, we don't talk a lot about uh, crushes mm-hmm. on the show. No. I think that, like, I mean, I, I don't want to say I have a crush on Renee. I find him really compelling. <laughs> He's, like... Interesting. I won't, I won't deny that. I don't... Uh, I can't really take my eyes off of him or my mind off of him okay unfortunately i wonder if he's still around like just doing stuff just yeah, hanging out just doing stuff like if he or they shipped him off to the same farm that uh uh asa base is at the asa basement <laughs> where all those guys have to live for the rest of their days. that would be an amazing reality tv show asa basement asa basement which would be it's, you know some of the members of asa base would be the judges or whatever but then it's a bunch of old pop stars from the from europe yeah. during this period of Prodigy, time. Prodigy, Aqua, Ace yeah. of Base. Ace of Base. And, uh, well, I don't know. I can't think of anything either. Like the Chemical sh- Brothers the probably sugar works. cubes or something. Sure, well, that, yeah, like something, I, you know, that would probably probably work. Yeah. That's a great idea. Ace of Basement. We, somebody should pitch that. Like, yeah, that would be really good. Yeah, Ace of Basement's pretty good. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the rest of the video, he tears off her arm, very disturbing, beckons yeah. it with her, which is... Uh, turned me on and then the uh you know the end of this party and then it ends with her just being like i've had such a wonderful time let's hang out there's no conflict and then he says barbie we're just getting started and then the song ends yeah what's (laughs) next for these fine young europeans i honestly when they got to that part the first time i rewatched this video i thought there was going to be like another three minutes of video after that and i was not ready for it it's very similar to the uh the classic breakdown in how bizarre where he's like want the rest buy the rights (laughs) (laughs) i am a robot (laughs) how bizarre (laughs) well he is part of a millionaire's club so he probably has he has uh robots that can can do his voice acting for him it's it's bizarre (laughs) uh gary what was do you have any specific memories about your exposure to this song growing up uh, so 1996 is when it was written. 1997 when it came out. Yeah. Uh, my exposure to this song is a, this is a little too late for my exposure to be quite literally by which 
meaning that I jerked off to it because that's what yeah. I did to videos a lot when I was young. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was there. Yeah. I think it was, it was past that. I feel like there's uh, not a lot of, I mean, I understand we it were teenage doesn't boys, matter. but <laughs> it, doesn't, it uh, wasn't a lot to work with here. Yeah. I don't, I didn't need a lot of material. It, it's a poor craftsman that blames his tools. Um, the, uh, <laughs> go on the, <laughs> the, uh, I just remember, uh, this was during a time when I was still watching MTV, mm-hmm. you know, like the brothers grunt was on, I was watching like liquid television, oh, sure, sure. stuff like that. Uh, but when, MTV, it was the the fall of alternative yeah. and the rise of just like radio pop yeah. that led into uh, kind of more R&B and then eventually led into these kind of popular uh, girl you know group kind of stuff. Like your the Taylor. Cardigans. The Cardig- well, Cardigans were around this time. Cardigans yeah. were be like Cardigans two years later or something. Pretty legit. Yeah. Like actually, like that's a good album. Yeah, I think uh, whatever their main hit was is not one of my favorites, but the, the other one, Favorite Game, is yeah. so good. And th- that album is good. Yeah. Like uh, First Man on the Moon is really pretty good yeah um so i remember resenting the song quite a bit yeah like if i could go back in time and tell 17 year old me that i would kind of like it yeah i'd be very shocked <laughs> like i remember hating it too but it was this sort of like it it was the like all of the things that i hated that were coming out of music at that time which was like boy bands were becoming popular yeah. Again. yeah and like it was just a squeaky clean and by that I mean like just the sound was like this kind of squeaky clean sure. high pitched kind of pop that didn't really do anything for me. It didn't mean anything. Uh, I remember really also disliking the song, but I specifically remember uh, being at like a, a non filmed WWE event. It okay. was WWF at the time, of course. Okay. But so they would do you know they would just come to your town. They'd wrestle for a couple hours, and they wouldn't film. <laughs> sure, it wasn't for do. like a Monday night's yeah. Raw or a Saturday yeah. morning. The touring production. Yeah, or a, a, a Thursday night SmackDown, if yeah. you will. It was yeah. not one of those. Wednesday night whooping. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday night whoopings. Uh, it was not for that. But I remember uh, the the character Goldust. Do you remember Goldust? I've seen Goldust before. Yeah. So Goldust was, of course, uh, super uh, in love with himself, but also was portrayed as like flamboyantly gay. Yes. Um, during a period of time where it was okay to do that, yeah. um, and you know, like, and he, but what Brayden said, what I feel like because I was about to question what you said, I want to clarify real quick. Yeah. He for kind of laughs, he was portrayed as flamboyantly gay. Yeah. It was it was okay to be not that it was at that time it was accepted to be gay. No. It was that his you could be gay as a gimmick. The only yeah, the the only gay that we were getting uh in the media was like if it was as a joke. Yes. Um or if it was a negative thing. Yes. And this kind of was right in the middle. Um and it, I I don't think it was okay ever to do yeah, that. Yeah, of course but, not. No, this is not. We don't. Yeah. There, are, there are some parts of wrestling that teenage dirtbags condones. This yeah. is not one of them. Yeah, there's uh, this period of wrestling in particular. I could do a whole show on, uh, but we won't. Anyway, uh, but he comes out to to Barbie Girl th- during the show and like proceeds to like kind of do like a weird dance, like rolling on the ground, touch himself, like routine for i think about eight minutes like they just keep looping the song like it won't end like something was supposed to happen but like they didn't turn off the sound or he was like filling while like somebody else got their boot on or something that's amazing it was it just kept going and going it was terrible what is that um what's that one wrestler guy who's the announcer or whatever and there's that famous gif of him being really turned on by the muscular guy coming out oh what if he, that guy popped in and was like, "Come on, Goldust, let's get." Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Vince McMahon, who's who is I I think still like he was the owner of the, the WWE, like not fake. I mean, he really owned. Mm-hmm. Titan. Ah, cha, cha, cha. 
Titan a name Enterprise from the Irish Emerald yes. Isles. Yes. McMahon. Uh, <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that's a, that's yeah, an amazing story. I wish That makes me wish I was there for that. Like, <laughs> not because I want in on the homophobia. Just I like it when things go wrong. Yeah. And it's just like, is this happening? Like moments are one of my favorite things mm-hmm. that can happen at yeah. a live event. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is one of my favorite things that can happen at a live event? What? Um, you trade in your tickets. You don't go to see live. Instead, you stay home and watch reruns. Uh-huh. You're dead at 21. Because it is time for a Dead 21 recap, Oh, my I'm so glad that you're doing one of these. I know, it's been a little while, and Dead at 21 left us too soon, so we have yeah. to be very careful. Uh, you know, at some point we're going to run out of these, we're going to have to start doing the Dead at 21 recap recap. Yeah, yeah. Just to have this recursive loop of uh, what happens to Ed and uh, Jack Noseworthy. Yeah. Um, so, what we're looking at is episode 8. My friend, original air date, uh, October 3rd, 1994. I remember it well. It was a hot one. It was a hot one. I was 14 years old. Uh, and I was genuinely shocked and appalled okay. to learn that in this episode, Ed prepares to give himself up when Winston kidnaps his mother, but Maria suspected a trap. Well, big surprise. Of course it's a trap. <laughs> well, here's the thing when you're dealing with Sives, Brayton. Uh, they, they, got, they got trap blindness. Sives are... <laughs> Good at many things, uh-huh. but they're very gullible. Okay, that's the, it's in their programming. That makes sense. They have to. They like, are Barbie girls. They and are. It's a human it's, world. It's a really good connection that you made yeah. here. What Sibes, a, Barbies. Very what do you similar. think would happen if a Sibe fucked a Noid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that's okay. But if Sibes fuck tunes, mm-hmm. that could get really mm-hmm. problematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Sibes and Noids are meant to fuck. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know what the right, wrong, or whatever about it. I just know how my body responds. Yeah. So. Yeah. But sides and tunes, then that's trouble. Is there is there like a pneumatic device? Uh, or grand floons? Noids and side. Why don't you slide? Sides <laughs> <laughs> and tunes. Just for buffoons. <laughs> I love it. That, 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 that slides for me. <laughs> it was terrible. No, no, it's okay. It's going to help me remember, though. Okay, good. Uh, so, I mean, I feel like we're almost out of Aqua, much like the uh, characters yeah. in Fury Road. Yeah. Uh, but we do have to, before we wrap up, you know, uh, we do have one last little little thing we have to do. Oh, yeah. The second part of this tournament. That's right. So let's hear that theme song one more time. Mm-hmm. Got a magma. You got a Klepki. You got a Snorlax. Boy, he's hefty. You got a Pichu. You got a Venonat. It don't get much smaller than that. Then come the medium boys. They make a medium noise. They play with medium toys. But this bracket, it ain't about that. Nah, I reach for the skies. We got a tournament just about poker size. That is to say, in other words, what I suggest. We determine which Pokemon is biggest. Pressure Ram out. Because we're going to do which Pokemon is biggest. Yep. And uh, this round, to go up against uh, Yveltal, will okay. be Illumice, okay. and, or Illumice, maybe, and Gudra. Gudra. Illumice and Gudra. So Illumice, real cutie. Um, it's, a, it's a cool little lady or lightning bug. Mm-hmm. About two feet tall, weighs about 39 pounds, so weighs as much as like a mini fridge. Um, and then we got Gudra. Gudra is the weird like dragon and goop 
hybrid. Yeah. Hybrid. I don't know if you're familiar with this thing, but yeah. it's very weird. It evolves from sligu. Yeah, it is, it is a real like slime based thing. Um, you know, relatively big at uh, six foot seven. Mm-hmm. Kind of protean, so we're not sure exactly how much it weighs. Yeah. Um, kind of changes. So two f- foot. And six seven. Yeah. They're both personality wise. They're both uh, just kind of game. Yeah. For anything, they both seem real cute, uh, real just happy to be on your team. Lumis looks like it's wearing a bow tie. I like that like a lot, a and has like a cool like B fifty twos haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good personality on Lumis. <laughs> yeah. Lumis. Um. Yeah. So electric dragon type, electric kind of lightning bug mm-hmm. type. One of them's made of slime. Yeah. Yeah. Slime can be very big. Slime can be big. Uh, you know, it, I'm going to have to give it to Gudra. Okay. I like Illumice better. Yeah. But it's not which one I like more. It's which one's biggest. We've already done the which Pokemon do you like more tournament. Yeah, back in like the, 90, 96, three, 97. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Back. Yeah, so so yeah, it's going to have to go to Gudra. Um, okay. You know, and I, I, I'm i sorry, Illumice, but Gudra is bigger. And that's that. That's the second round. Yeah. And that gets us right to the point where we want to talk about you, the listener. Hey, listener. How you doing? Hey. Hey. Curl up next to this uh, headphone for a second, will you? <laughs> I want to give you some straight talk about Patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, Patreon.com is kind of like a virtual tip jar <laughs> where you can uh, give us a certain amount of money per month for the network uh, just kind of to show your appreciation. Yeah. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep the lights on. And bringing great programming to you it doesn't cost you anything it's totally voluntary which i think is my favorite uh, it, part it, of it It definitely costs you things to well do once i'm just saying like the uh, the network yeah the network itself doesn't cost you anything and the patreon is totally voluntary if you feel like uh donating a little bit go ahead if you feel like donating a lot of bits also go ahead yeah warm and voluntary <laughs> the um if you want to donate money <laughs> just go ahead now uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a very fantastic use of uh, of your time. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we're not going anywhere. I mean, but here's the thing, right? Uh, you may have noticed our increased sound quality. Yeah. Uh, you want to be able to hear us debate about which Pokemon is bigger in crystal clear surround sound. That's right. Um, part of that is your own sound system. Mm-hmm. Some would say a more important part is taking that money you could spend on things you like for yourself <laughs> and instead giving it to us on Patreon so we could buy this new sound yeah. system. Look, we here at Duckfeed TV make hours and hours of quality programming for you for free that's sent out it's over something like the airwaves. Something like 24 hours a month. That's incredible. Yes. That's an entire day of your month that you could spend just listening to us. Yeah. And all we're asking in return is... Whatever you feel like. Yeah. Four bucks. Or not. Whatever. Or, not. or actually, or just like. Tell a friend. Can, write a, a review. Write a review. Those things are all really appreciated. And because we keep, keep giving. Like you think like, oh, this plug that happened at the end is going to be all they can do. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. That's the, we're all, we're all tapped out. <laughs> Fucking the Gudra's on the floor. <laughs> Put the Gudra on the floor. Get the Gudra on the floor. But. Uh, and then I get a mop. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately, as the case may be, you ain't. See nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenage Dirtbags ends with a poem about an uh, onion. Brayden Cameron. Yeah. Lay it on us. Okay, here we go. This one is a shorty. 
but it's real goddamn sweet. I have heard Papa's got a brand new bag, a real hot sack, keeping it fresh, keeping it hot. Saucy, crusty, spicy, H-O-T-S-T-U-F-F-U. Is, is that about Papa Murphy's? <laughs> <laughs> it was about delivery pizza, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm glad my uh, suspicions were uh, validated. Um, so join us in about two weeks. We're going to find out, uh, continue to find out which Pokemon is biggest. And we'll be back with another Summer Jam. Two months of Summer Jams. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it. We've hinted at it. Do we want to reveal what it's going to be? Yeah. Smooth. It's going to be a hot one. <laughs> we got to get, get cool and then we got to get hot. That's right. So in, in 2016, we vow to have a better sign-off. That's right. <laughs>